What's up, all you freaks and geeks of the world? It's your fairy sex mother. I'm here with another episode for the Sex Experience Podcast. Of course, before I um get into the episode, gotta promote myself. So, book a session with me at www.fairyintimate.com. At this point, I'm gonna start making like a commercial ad or whatever for <laughs> that, so I don't have to physically say it myself. But I offer multiple services, whether it's solo dolo with your partner or partners, you know, the kind of lifestyle that you live, and also with groups. So, again, book a session with me at www.fairyintimate.com. And bada bing, bada boom, bam, let's have some fun. So, as you can see by the title, I'm gonna talk about how sex work is work and I think a lot of people do got it twisted it's kind of like perceived that sex workers all we do is just fuck and talk about how good fucking is and convince people to fuck the way that we fuck ah not a thousand percent true so sex work in itself first of all let's identify sex workers sex workers are not just porn stars or to some people's um, opinion sex workers are not prostitutes sex workers are not people that strictly work in the field of the physicality of sex where there's nothing but physical stuff sex workers can also be I'm a sex therapist a sex educator an intimacy coach hello um STD specialist. There's a long, extensive list of what a sex worker is and what sex work does. So let's identify that. So for people who feel like sex workers or sex work itself is specifically catered to porn stars or adult entertainers, that's not a thousand percent true. It's just those are the only ones that we are introduced to or we are exposed to because of numerous reasons society upbringing socioeconomic background what the fuck ever all those things play a role into what we think sex work is so let's go into the actual aspect of sex work itself again it may seem like all that sex workers do is fuck and then come back and tell you about it to be honest Let's start with just the fact of like fucking and coming back and tell you about it. Half of y'all, and let's use statistics, 65% of Americans are not good in bed. And they don't become good in bed until they take the time to either A, understand their body, <clears throat> excuse me, understand their body, their wants and needs. Gotta stay hydrated. Hold on one second. quick little ASMR (laughs) um they don't understand they don't have good sex until they understand their body wants and needs the person that they're having sex with when they understand their body's wants and needs their desires and also it takes it takes time nobody was just busting it wide open and giving like the best sex of their life when they first had sex everything everything in life is trial and error. So, when we have the mindset of, oh, I always have good sex, I always have good sex, I always have good sex, then there comes the whole thing of like, is it really good sex or is people lying to you? Is it, do you really have good sex or are you just saying that because you are insecure about 
something else or you have low self-esteem in another area of life and you're not willing to like open up or talk about it or you're too afraid to talk about it because you feel like it's embarrassing so keeping that in mind sex workers put themselves put a very I don't want to say vulnerable or a very uh private because sex shouldn't be private but sex workers in the sense of the conversation put a lot of their personal things in front of you and personal um very close-minded not close-minded what's the word I'm looking for Sex workers put a lot in front of you just so a person can understand what exactly you should do, need to do, should try in order to have the best sex of your life. Just point blank, period. Sometimes we sit there and we're like, no, I am good in this area. I'm great in this area. I don't need help. But in all actuality, in the back of our minds, we're afraid to say how we feel. We're afraid to tell you know, our partners that we want to have sex with other people. We're afraid to tell our partners that the reason why my dick can't get up is because of um, a lot of the emotions that's going on inside. So I'm using any other reason to go away. We're afraid to tell our partners that we don't know how to eat pussy. We're afraid to tell our partners that we don't know how to suck dick. We're afraid to say so many things in front of our partners or even to ourselves because we feel like that if we confess these things that there's a problem there's an issue there's something wrong with me when it's not and so sex workers take their time to do the research whether it's physical research or um and literal research because just because you're a porn star that doesn't mean that porn stars aren't intelligent they porn stars are honestly and i hate to call them porn stars like strictly but adult entertainers are some of the most intelligent people that you'll ever meet i've met so many adult entertainers that are smart in politics and science and math and they have to be smart in these subject areas because everything still correlates with each other whether we want to admit it or not sex is inevitable it's all across the world it's all across the nation it's everywhere everyone is having sex and then sex goes back as far as beginning of mankind whether you believe in the bible or science whatever sex has been here and so sex workers what we do is we get the information that is needed create a platform or some type of that's just it we create a platform to express that information to people and some people receive it some people are liberated by it some people are like yes this is what I needed to feel confident and feel comfortable in blah, 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 blah. And then some people are looking at it like, oh, you're just getting paid to fuck on camera. You're just getting paid to suck dick on camera. No, 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 no. But in all actuality, how many people are actually willing to do that? Think about how many times before people post a picture, they look at all of their insecurities or what they consider to be flaws and don't even want to post the picture because it's like oh I look too fat or that pimple is there or I look ugly or my smile looks crazy like it's always a flaw or insecurity that we have to point that people like to point out as a reason as to why we don't want to be comfortable in our own skin as a sex worker regardless of what's going on in life you have to be comfortable we have to be comfortable in our own skin Imagine the sex workers having a bad day or whatever the case may be, but we still got to get paid 
We are getting paid to show up and do something. We still got to do it. We still have to be there. We still have to be attentive. We still have to be present in the moment. And that is not easy for a lot of people. So there's like the mindset behind sex workers. Let's go into the the actual (laughs) reality of quote unquote making content. A lot of people don't do research. A lot of people do not do research. And some of you guys, no offense, you're not willing to go the extra mile to get the information that you want and or need to make a specific part of your life great. And so what does a sex worker do? A sex worker gets all the information as much as possible about this one specific subject and creates content to help deliver the message to you. My favorite porn star of the entire world, well, my top three favorite porn stars of the entire world, Tiana Trump, Hazel Grace, and Jason Love. Those are my top three, blah, blah, blah. But we're going to focus on Hazel just because I know Hazel <clears throat> as a person, A, I love her content as a porn star, B, and I know what she has to do behind the scenes in order for her to even produce the content that you guys see today. With Hazel, that is a businesswoman, point blank period. The amount of research that she does before she does a scene, she tries to make, and then on top of that, Hazel has her own porn production company called M Melanin, and she's trying to create exclusivity for the black community or for minorities because of the fact of the porn community, and as a whole, as a big general thing, there's not that many ebony porn stars that get a lot of recognition they do because a lot of my listeners are african-american or african descent so of course a lot of my listeners who do listen to uh, who do watch porn nine times out of ten there is a black porn star that they watch just because of the fact they like to keep it closely related to them but as a porn industry as a whole it's not that many african-americans or ebony as the category would say that really gives a lot of, <clears throat> excuse me, damn, I still got cum in my fucking throat, I thought I swallowed all of it, but I guess I didn't, so I just gotta like, <clears throat> excuse me, there we go, oh my god, there we go, <clears throat> so, anyways, not a lot of porn stars, not a lot of, not a lot of porn stars, not a lot of ebony content creators are highlighted in the porn industry, so that's why, that's one of the reasons why she created In Melanin, when she created In Melanin, this woman is a director, script writer, like she does a lot for her company. In doing that stuff, she has to do a lot of research to make sure that when she creates a movie, when she does a scene, when she creates the content that she does for the audience to love, participate, and enjoy in, at the end of the day, you end up learning something. At the end of the day, you either fall more in love with Hazel because she's like, oh my God, the way she popped pussy was so severely and was hot and was sexy or the way that she ate that girl out was so um amazing or the way that she sucked that dude like whatever the case may be you saw her porn and you learned something and you liked it and it's just like wow but you really don't realize like a lot of the work that she has to do behind the scenes in order for it to be captured on camera another porn star slash porn couple i like is jet setting jasmine and king noir literally having the conversation with both of them on raw ramble and private conversations and other situations um they do a lot of work even if you watch their instagram stories or you go watch them live or you just go to like their pages or you see their stuff 
they do a lot of work on and off the camera behind the scenes and in front of it all because the information that they're giving is to educate and also entertain people and I think that's where the issue comes from where people don't realize that even though this is entertaining for some this is educational for a lot some people watch porn because they get off from it and I just don't want to use porn as the main example so switch it over there's Tayomi Tayomi she is the cowgirl queen but even then she's still an educator on so many other things but a lot of people recognize her as a cowgirl as the cowgirl queen the owner of cowgirl workouts if you think that all Tayomi did was just ride dick so many times for her to create this workout you're absolutely wrong the workout not only helps you lose weight but it also helps increase your feminine energy or just energy period it helps you work your pelvic floor muscles it helps you get contacted connected with your kegels it, st- it teaches you how to stimulate yourself and your partner while riding and if you think about it you're like mm, that doesn't seem like a lot that's a lot of science behind all of that now that's a lot of anatomy autonomy behind all that she is giving a woman sits there and she's telling you how riding dick or riding itself in general not only helps you mentally physically emotionally but and sexually that's not just some shit that you could do just riding dick multiple times and then guessing the parts of the of the vulva and then spread some information who else um shampoo dram she's a relationship expert slash uh sexologist slash sex therapist if you think i'm trying to be like shan i'm in school for therapy getting my master's and trying to work with other organizations to get other trainings and licenses just so i can be a sex educator uh fucking what's his name the sexologist pleasure coach steven smith samia this um sexual coordinator um sexual essentials there's so uh pagan the stallion there's so many sex educators adina rivers uh, that all talk about sex in different ways and they help educate the mass population on sex but a lot not a lot of them all of them have done levels of research i think her name is mh i know her name on i think instagram is mh sexpert reba the diva ianisa humbert i hope i said her name work i hope i said her name correctly but all these people sex educators they've done hella research whether they just have a bachelor's degree and with a whole bunch of certifications and licenses and stuff like that or if it's just the um they did go to grad school and got their master's or got a PhD or they work in the porn industry, whatever the case may be, they've taken the time to get all of this information to bring it together, share it to the people. And I think people really don't realize how much work it really goes into creating this kind of content because it's not honestly easy. Imagine like you're having a time where you're just not feeling like yourself or you feel like you don't want to work (laughs) basically we all have that feeling where we don't want to work sometimes it's not like that for a sex educator sometimes it's still the thing of we still have to work we still have to portray we still have to put up this kind of content for people because not only are we entertainers we're also educators and an educator just can't show up to work 
no matter how hard and how tough things get sometimes we can't just not not show up now there are some educators who don't show up to work sometimes because of mental reasons or just because of their own fucking reason and that's fucking okay sometimes you need a mental break but there's not just this whole thing of like oh we're we've popped pussy or we've sucked dick or we've had sex oh so many times so now we're sharing this information with people just because it's not really that simple I wish it was that simple I wish it was that easy the amount of research that even I have to do just to get the shit that I get out is heavy and I'm not even as big yet as the the other people that I named that I look up to all these people that I named before I look up to them as like my influencers my role models my idols I literally look to them as inspiration so when you have that level what the fuck is this officer doing see this is why police officers scare people because you just doing weird stuff sorry but when you have people like that who are an inspiration to you and you see the work that they do behind the scenes it kind of makes you be like damn I'm not doing enough and I feel that way that I'm not doing enough I see how much effort they put into this shit and even if I am putting forth the same effort I still feel like I'm doing less because they're doing a whole lot more and so when it comes to sex work, it's not as, I don't want to say easy because I don't want to assume that people feel like it's easy, but it's not as easy as it seems to be. There's a whole lot more effort, energy, um, research, complexity behind all of it than just, <clears throat> excuse me, than just simply putting our pussy on the screen or putting our dicks on the screen. And again, some of you guys are not bold enough to do it not to sound like rude or come off as if like I'm just a know-it-all because I'm not but on a serious tip let's have a very very serious honest conversation some of you guys are not bold enough to wear lingerie and take and take pictures and put it on a screen for people to judge and people to say anything about some of you are not bold enough to go on to take nude pictures and put it on social media to promote a business or promote yourself or your sensuality or your sexuality. Some of you are not bold enough to pull your dick out on a camera and do what you got to do. Another thing about porn stars, especially when it comes to male content creators, you have to be able to stay hard and stay aware and stay alert long enough for the director to get everything they need for the movie or for the scene and some porn scenes you know they're kind of like lengthy they are very um hour-long type productions 45 minute long productions and some porn scenes are average length they like they're like 20 to 30 minutes Some of you guys can't stay hard that long. And then even then, the 20, 30 minutes that you see on film is not the 20, is not meaning, it does not mean that it only took them 20 to 30 minutes to record that stuff. It actually took three hours to record all the content that you see. But once the editor came in and did their job of like, okay, this is what the storyline is telling and this is what we're trying to captivate and this is what we're trying to get from it. The editor then comes in and makes the scene 
the way that you guys see it today. So imagine you go and you fit, and even then that's for all content creators. So imagine you get up and go <coughs> and you film content, whether you're a sex educator, a porn star, whatever. <coughs> oh my gosh, this is bothering me. You go and you film content for however long you film content for. And sometimes you doing it that one take, it's not good enough. So you have to go and you film and film and film. And you're doing this for hours, hours and hours. Some content creators wake up early in the morning just so they can get busy work, quote unquote, out the way, like emails, paperwork and all this stuff out the way first so they can spend the rest of their day filming. So now you're spending hours in filming just so you can make a one minute reel for Instagram to promote your business. Just so you can create like a five minute clip for Instagram, just so you can talk about whatever it is the conversation needs to be about. Just so you spent you spend hours creating um, this movie or creating this scene, just so you can go back and edit however much you need to edit and you only have a 30 to an hour clip. But you spent the whole day working on this stuff. That's a lot of work. And a lot of people aren't willing to put forth a lot of that energy. Because how many of you guys take your work home with you? After you work your 9 to 5, do you go home and still work? No. As a sex educator, a sex worker, or in the sex working field, regardless, we're working 24-7. Because we have to put content out there to help others relate to what's going on in society or relate to their own sexual needs desires wants all that other kind of shit and also we just have to create content for the fact that we have an audience to appeal to so it's a lot of work that goes inside of being a sex worker and not just like for one specific gender both genders whether you're gender non-conforming non-binary or you identify as a gender vote whatever It's not easy for, it's not easier on one gender because both sides have to put in a lot of effort and work. So all this to say, if you ever see a sex worker, come across a sex worker, whatever the case may be, don't give them a hard time because they're able to do things that you probably have zero confidence in doing. Who the fuck you honking at? See, this is why. (laughs) But, yeah, just don't give them a hard time. If you want to, even if you don't support what they're doing or how they uh, portray themselves to the mass audience, you don't have to speak to them. You don't have to follow them. You don't have to watch their content. But if you do speak and you do follow and you do watch their content and you just feel like, oh, you need to be doing blah, 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 don't give them a hard time because at the end of the day, they're still fucking human. They still have emotions. They still have... mental stability that is needed to do whatever it is that they want to do it's just the line of work that we do and that is putting damn it it was doing good and that is putting a a quote-unquote sensitive topic on the forefront to make it normal and which by the way before I end this podcast that's what I was saying earlier sex should not be an uncommon conversation if you listen to my podcast and any other sexual educators, whatever the case may be, sex is not hard to talk about. And honestly, in something that I saw from Big Mouth, and I thought this shit was so powerful, I was like, oh no, 
we got to like really emphasize this. If you are not capable of having a conversation about sex, then you definitely shouldn't be having sex. If you can't come forward and say, these are my sexual wants and needs and desires. This is how I feel. This is what I'm working towards. This is what I want to do. La, 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 la. If you can't have that conversation with whoever, whether it's with your parent, with your partner, if you can't sit down and talk about sex, you shouldn't be having it because it's a very mature Mature does not mean it's not always equate to age. It does not always equate to age. But sex is a very mature conversation. And it's a very, it can be sensitive for some people depending on what realm of sex it's is being referred to. So when it comes to the topic of sex, it shouldn't be hard to have because a lot of us are having it. 80% of Americans are having sex. 80 80 let me say that statistic correctly 80 percent of americans over the age of 25 are having sex and looking at my analytics and my demographics and stuff like that majority of people who listen to my podcast are 21 and over so i'm not saying like all you guys are 25 but i'm pretty sure you're at least able to buy you a drink if you're able to buy you a drink and you're able to have sex and be as fruitful as possible it shouldn't be hard to have a conversation about sex. And so because the conversations about sex shouldn't be hard or they're not hard, that means in talking about, <clears throat> excuse me, that, which, that should also mean it shouldn't be hard to support um, a sex worker. Whether it's in the porn industry, a sex therapist, a sex educator, an intimacy coach, a sex coordinator, a sex publicist, a sex blogger, Ashley Smith. No, it's Ashley Cobb. I think, you know, her name is Ashley Cobb. Ashley Cobb, she's a sex blogger. And all these people, of course, are native, are, minor, are of minority groups. Some have different ethnicity, back, ethnic backgrounds and all this other kind of stuff. But... There's a lot of different types of sex workers out there. Bloggers, vloggers, journalists, writers, porn stars, intimacy coach, coordinators, sex therapists, sexologists. There's so many realms to sex work that you don't even that I feel like people if you really sat down and saw like, "Oh, what all could sex work entail?" and you see it, not just like Google it, but like you physically see them do the work it'll take you for a loop it'll hit you by surprise like oh wow these people really work in this field so but that's all I had to say so if you see a sex worker you know give them some love and some support because the shit's not easy but I hope you guys enjoyed this episode and I will see you on the next one bye bye what's up all you freaks and geeks of the world it's your very sex mother and of course like the podcast episode um how I was handling the stuff, it basically got, it took a certain part out that I feel like is very important um, when it comes to sex workers doing research on their stuff. So let's say, for example, um, I'll use like different types of sex workers. So let's start off with porn stars. Let's say, for example, a porn 
couple, porn star, whatever, they want to do the field. They want to do a scene that talks about, oh, let's say it talks about BDSM to the normal world or to <laughs> the general population that would just be like, oh, they're going to play with floggers or paddles. They're going to do whips, chains. They're going to do all these other things and they're going to beat each other. They're going to like do yes, sir. No, sir. Yes, ma'am. No, ma'am. Commands. Blah, 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 blah. And even though that is something that is in the BDSM field, it is still a lot of research that goes into it because it's not as simple as just yes ma'am no ma'am yes sir no sir flogs paddles whips and all this other kind of stuff there is a level of respect that you have to have there's a rapport that you have to build with your, the dom or the sub like there's a list of things that go into creating that relationship and then also not just creating that relationship outside of the film but i mean it's not just creating that relationship for the film but you have to be able to sustain that relationship before and after to really capture what you're looking for and that's something that I feel like a lot of people don't recognize when it comes to making a film for you guys to enjoy for an intimacy coach someone like myself intimacy is not limited to sex and I think that's where people kind of like see the confusion at intimacy is a mental thing it's an emotional thing it's the act of being sexually interested sexually attracted to sexually liberated it's more than just saying oh intimacy means i want to fuck this person or i want to be intimate with this person because i want them to touch me a certain kind of way intimacy leads goes into the mental aspect of it and emotional, physical, sexual, everything. So in my research, whenever I bring my audience something as far as intimacy or as far as commitment or anything like that, there is a lot of research that I have to go into because I can't always just use my own relationship as an example because my relationship to some people may not be the ideal relationship, but my relationship to some other people could be the ideal situation. So what do you do with that information? With that information, it's better to and it's best to try to find ways to reach a mass majority of people instead of just trying to say that my situation is the best situation and you all should follow my advice when it comes to this one particular thing because my relationship is blah like that's just that's not realistic that's stupid and honestly that's just doing too damn much because like I said my relationship is not the reason why I even wanted to be an intimacy coach and Further from that, everyone probably don't even want to be in a relationship, but they want to experience intimacy. So hence the reason why I have to do research as far as like making things general, making things personal yet general to the population. So like there's a sexual coordinator like Samia. She makes events or has events and does things that is a safe space for people to be as sexually liberated as they wanted to be while being able to still hold those conversations about what feels good, what feels great, what feels bad, what feels wrong. What is this that I want and or need in order to feel 
something and she does the she does the research aspect of it to get that information like again even though i feel like it got cut out in my podcast but i have to whatever it's a lot of work that goes into this field and the research is not strictly just google the research can go as far as um having to put yourself in a situation where you experience it like when I went to Exotica I have never been flawed before I always wanted to try it I always wanted to engage in it but I've never been flawed before because a I never met someone who was either willing to do it who was experienced with doing it or didn't know how to do it correctly and getting whipped paddled spanked whatever to some people it's like oh yeah I can handle that da, 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 da. but a motherfucker hit you wrong one time you could be fucked for a certain number of time or for your life and so I rather try it with someone who's like extremely responsible and when my video drops when I finish editing my video because that's just it's just a lot it's it's very very hard to edit a video where basically nudity is freely expressed in certain kind of ways and it's hard to kind of like make it into a YouTube video so where people could watch it and like be and have that experience with me because even while I was there there were some things that I couldn't record because of the fact it's nudity anyways that's neither here nor there um there's a lot of things that I have to do research or not things myself but a lot of sex workers we have to do a lot of research on ourselves too and we have to put ourselves in situations to do the research because if we don't put ourselves in the situation then how are we able to give our honest opinion hence also the reason why <clears throat> a lot of sex workers will come to you about things that they've done before because in all seriousness how would you feel if you went to a doctor and you said how do you feel when you go to your doctor vulva owners and you're like hey I'm on my cycle I'm having bad cramps, blah, 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 blah. And your doctor is like, oh, well, shit, I can't relate to that, so I'm going to do this. You're going to feel some type of way. How would you feel if you go to your teacher and be like, I don't understand um, this equation. Oh, well, I understand it, so I can't really do anything about that. That makes you feel some type of way. Communicating with people or someone who has never been in your shoes is very, 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 very difficult. So that's the reason why respect levels for sex educators should be at a whole nother level is because of the fact that we put ourselves in situations that can be uncomfortable or it could be exciting liberating whatever a lot of emotions could happen at one time but we put ourselves in those situations to go through those emotions so when we go back and tell people our experience what happened what is the proper way to do it what is all what is blah 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 a b c d e f g there is an ability for someone to say, I felt like this or I feel like this, what is your advice on A, B, blah, 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 blah. Then you have the sex educator to come in or the sex worker to come in and say, oh, well, if you feel this way, maybe try this method. Because when I tried this method, it was like, hmm, but I see the difference between these two methods. You have someone coming to you telling you like how you're feeling is not, is not weird. It's not a bad thing. You just have to find what makes it comfortable. And we go forward and do a lot of the research to make it comfortable. 
I just wanted to go back and like record that part because I feel like it got edited out of my um, podcast episode. But you know, again, hope you guys enjoyed the episode and I'll see you on the next one. Bye. <laughs>